Well, 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 Elliot. Welcome to episode three of Graphic Design is My Elliot. G'dime. Why g'day when you can g'dime. The happiest of Tuesdays to you all. It is truly Elliot time. Pause for the thumb, 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 thumbnail. On the menu for today, uh, we have this, the state of graphic design YouTube, Adobe, Mo Adobe Max, and various other things. Welcome to episode three. Wow, that intro just gets more and more refined every single week. Uh, it's almost like I'm reading the words off of a screen. Pretty cool. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, yes, Gadaim did not drop yesterday, which was a Monday. I have decided that Tuesday is more of a Gadaim day. Hmm. Tuesday, I think. It just has more of that kind of energy. Also, um, I think that the branding of the of Gadaim, which is that strong yellow color, uh, in, in my mind, I associate that yellow with the day Tuesday. I think everyone, when they were a, a child and they had a school timetable, you might have had different colors for each day of the week. For me, Monday was red, Tuesday was yellow, Wednesday was green, Thursday was purple, Friday was blue, and the weekend was a beautiful rainbow because it was the, the best of times. Uh, but yes, Tuesday was yellow, so it kind of works like that as well. So uh, if you've got any problems with that, that schedule, tell it, to my, tell it to my lawyer, all right? Tell it to my lawyer because I don't care. I don't care. Tuesday works best for me now, uh, which is great. And it means we can do so much more stuff as well because I, uh, I go for a run on Tuesday. So now we can talk about the run. And that's about all it enables us to do. But it also gives me Monday to think about what the fuck I need to talk about on Godime. Because, wow, you really realize, I think, um, I have a lot of respect for people who do podcasts on their own. Because it is tough when you really think about it. Like, week one? Oh, easy. No worries. Just blah, blah, blah for 30 minutes. Two easies. Week two? I was like, okay. Okay. This is, uh, is uh, the, the well is drying up. And then this week we're, uh, we're, we've reached the bottom of the well. But I think that's where the best content's going to come from. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of adapt as we go along. Because I think the fun of this is watching how I evolve as a, dare I say, podcaster. I prefer to think of this as a Twitch stream, a live stream without the audience. Uh, but in, in reality, I should, you know answer your questions in the comments and stuff in, in, in video form like this. So if you have any topic ideas that you ever want me to talk about, please do let me know. But I'm not saying that I don't want that to come across as I got nothing left. Okay. Cause I have a lot of stuff left. You got to trust my head here. I sit around on my own in this apartment all day working on nonsense and then these are the first words that I speak. So you're guaranteed to get some good stuff here on Godime, and that's all part of the fun. But yes, Godime has now moved to Tuesdays. Uh, it is my second day of the week that I now have an assigned thing to it. We have Godime Tuesdays, and of course, Muffin Friday is my favorite day of the week. Uh, I'm going to make a big deal out of that on my Instagram, I think, and do a truly, uh, you know, tag me and share hashtag Muffin Fridays. If you too are enjoying a muffin on this fine Friday, I would love to see everyone's muffins. So that's something to look forward to uh, next next week. I'll report back about that. Uh, it is time for today's featured item of the week. Uh, the featured item of the week today, would you believe, is this actual, this blanket that I've got right here. See, I'm not really a blanket guy, right? I'm not a blanket guy. Uh, I, I, the, the apartment gets pretty warm 
in general, like when you close up at night. So it's not like I've never really needed to turn on heating. But this winter's been pretty chilly. Even though I am wearing shorts, that's because the windows are closed. Like I said, it gets pretty warm. It's been a, it's, it's a hot Tuesday in a cold winter, right? Uh, and that blanket is essentially just like a giant puffer jacket. And it's fantastic. I got it yesterday and I was using it last night. And I was like, wow, what have I been doing just shivering away every night when I could be basking under the warm love and the warm hug of this puffer blanket. And it's got another uh, beautiful accent color that really brings together the space, you know? And then you can put it on your bed and then it acts as a double doona. Isn't that awesome? Double duvet. Uh, so yeah, that, really, really happy about that. That's today's feature on of the week. And our new segment, which is the run report. Uh, well, 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 you know, <laughs> we've had some, go- oh, we can do run report. There we go. Uh, I went on for, went for a run this morning. Uh, I've been uh, absolutely at house, under house arrest because I've had a, a ingrown toenail. That wasn't because I was picking at it or anything, which is the, you know, which can happen, especially when growing up, you know. Uh, ingrown toenail is, is it's, it's similar to rhabdomyolysis, I think. In, not at all, but it, it, it's similar in a way that it's, it's like a... <laughs> You wouldn't know it's a thing, really, unless it kind of happens to you, you know? Like, I think the first time you get it, not, not to keep talking about ingrown toenails, disgusting, absolutely disgusting thing to talk about. But it's, uh, once you get it, you're like, oh, there are consequences for my actions here. And it's devastating. It really hurts quite a bit. And so I've been going through that for the last two weeks. It says two weeks is the amount of time before you rest. I went on for a run today. I very it was good. I haven't I haven't been running really since I was really into running leading up to like the half marathon. Then I got COVID, didn't do the half marathon, didn't want to push myself because I was like worried about my lungs and worried about the future of my uh, health going down the line. So I took a lot of weeks off running and kind of slowly got back into it. But now I'm ready to kind of get back into that full training schedule, looking forward to a November marathon, I think. So I just did a little uh, little run today, which was lovely. We did uh, 12Ks and I think I was at around, I think it was five minutes, eight seconds pace per kilometer, which was really good. That was get to, it was good to get that back. Um, I'm still really bad at road running. I don't know how people do that. You just kind of like run around the streets and stuff. Like I run through the streets to a big kind of like, you know, designated run thing. It's got a name and everything. So people kind of, it's the Bay Run. If anyone's done the Bay Run, I do the Bay Run. So I run to the Bay Run, the Bay Run 7Ks, and then I run back home, right? Uh, So that's like, that's fun. And I like that loop. Uh, And it means that when I get to the Bay Run, you can just focus on running. I don't have to worry about traffic light. I don't have to worry about car. I can just worry about running. And that's good, you know, and that's where I start to push the pace a little bit. And then I just, I, I, I had a pretty shocking ending, but the middle was good. The middle was good. And that's usually the tricky part. Uh, on today's run, I was listening to, funnily enough, uh, that old Drake album, honestly, never mind, old from from 2022, which was the one he did where he, uh, it's like a, it's like a, uh, what's it called? A Jersey Club kind of album. And I was like, I think this could work for a run. And it did. It really, really worked. Really, really worked. I I very much enjoyed running to that. Uh, It's just like some heavy kind of club music. And then the beautiful lyrics of Drake talking about his love life, I guess. It was a, it's a bit intimate. 
it's definitely a bit intimate. And you, you're kind of running and you hear a line or two and you're like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, where's the instrumental app? <laughs> you know, no, it's lovely. I actually really enjoyed listening to it. I, I never really gave it a shot when it came out apart from like Massive, which is a, a, the, the most popular song from that. So I enjoyed it quite a bit and I, I, it, was a, it was a good run. It was good to get back. Also good to do a morning run. I'm, a, I'm very much an afternoon, evening exerciser. Uh, so it was nice to do something in the morning and just kind of, I got up and I was like, just do it. Just, just do it. You idiot, <laughs> dickhead, get up. And then I did. And that was really, it was rewarding. You know, I got home and I was like, I can do anything. If I can get up and do a run first thing in the morning, not even shower, you know, and I don't have to worry about my hair. The main reason I shower in the morning is so my hair gets all nice because you know you gotta i got the sea salt routine and stuff you gotta tend to the mullet guys you gotta really any 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 mullet people out there you gotta tend to the mullet so that was important but no being you just slap on a hat sun safety and go for a little jog and it was lovely it was really fun uh, i'm no longer really trying to focus too much on heart rate and stuff for now i'm just trying to get back to like feeling confident in a, in a, in a, in a faster pace uh, just for a little bit. And then I'll kind of think more about some, you know, I want to try and run three times a week and be like, you know, this is the fast run. This is the slow run. This is the distance run or whatever. The three that you're meant to do are the three types of runs. There's so much to think about. I've been finding that a lot with like exercise stuff in general. The more I kind of want to know about it, the more I learn about it, uh, mainly because I've, I've, I've somehow ended up on Jim Bro Instagram, which is not fun. Let me just say that. God, that is the worst place to be. But I've somehow ended up there and it's like, you know, all this stuff about like calories and all this shit. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And then you kind of just like end up finding out and then you're like, oh, tonight I've done a gym session in the afternoon. What should I have for dinner? Uh, probably chicken or salmon. And then I just end up having chicken or salmon every single night, every single week. Cause it's like protein or something. And I'm like, oh, is, you know, I know that I know a weird amount. Like I enjoyed it when I didn't know anything about it. And I was just like doing whatever. And then if I knew everything about it, I'm sure that'd be, I'd, I'd feel confident in a lot of my choices. And it'd be, it'd be like very well calculated. I'm sure the results would be great. But like, I'm in that weird medium area, medium area where I like, I don't want to learn more, but I can never, I can never forget what I do know now, you know? And that's a real trap. I feel like a lot of people get into that. Um, so that's, that's been annoying, but it's been, it, it's been good to get back into it at least since COVID. I kind of feel like physically I'm back to where I was, uh, before COVID, which is, which is nice. Is that's been a big thing I've been trying to focus on this year. One of those things where I kind of woke up at the start of this year and I was like, you're in your mid twenties. It'll only get harder from here to start exercising. They, they say like, you know, start exercising in your twenties so that in your thirties, it's easier to stay fit rather than getting new fit in the thirties. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll do it. And my family's a bunch of like gym junkies. So I've always wanted to join them, but I never really liked the, the energy of the gym, but I found one that works for me. And that's, that's important. Uh, also, congratulations to my bird of paradise plant. We got a new leaf, which is amazing. It still is infested with white flies. I can't get rid of them. I've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at that plant. It still stands. It's still looking happy, I think. I don't know how you grow those to like the meter long ones as well. That's going to be something I'm very excited for in the future. Uh, quick update on the next video as well. God, that's what I've been doing. So last week, it's funny as well. We talked about in Alaska Dime how I was thinking about quitting live streaming, right? Don't tell the Twitch audience, but I'm going to quit live streaming. <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, my quality of life has improved significantly in the last week. Um, I felt truly inspired again. Not that I don't like streaming. Love streaming, don't get me wrong, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. I had my streaming time and I think it's over. Like, I think you just got to call it a quits at one point and I think it's, I think it's over. So I'm going to make a proper announcement and all that soon. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how that all turns out. Still on the back of my mind, almost every waking minute of every day, just being like, oh, what am I going to do with the streaming stuff? But I think it'll be, it will sort itself out. It's going to be sad, but it's so necessary. It's ridiculous. Like, oh my God. Uh, so last week I worked more on this uh, blender clone video that I've been trying to work on. Uh, the idea was to actually get the video out last Friday. I have something to show you at least uh, in terms of like, I've made something. I'm not going to show it to you on this uh, this video, but I am going to talk about it. Uh, and it, you know, I can, I can say that I made something last week, which is good. That was the most important thing I think for last week, especially. So I've made my little clone. He's got hair now. He's got the mullet, which is good. It's looking like that first self-portrait in a way. A similar technique, so it looks very much the same. He's got a riggable body, so you can move things. You can pose him into different positions. He can bend his knees. He can wave his arms. That's about it. He can open his jaw. The only issue, though, is that I was going to now import or export that model into, uh, into, into Unity right? And that's where the next phase starts, which is where I try and turn it into a VTubing avatar. Then there's a third phase after that, which is all the AI stuff, but that's going to, that shouldn't take too long. I've done all that before. The second phase will be the toughest. I think learning Unity will be brutal, but I was trying to export it and everyone was like, oh, before you export, make sure you have some shape keys, which is like all the different positions that you can put your body into, right? So like for the mouth, for example, uh, there's these Vizim, I think it's called Vizim keys, which are like the, the the different shapes that your mouth makes for each sound in the uh, in the in the alphabet, I guess, right? So there's this one plugin in Blender where all you need to do, all you need to do, is just tell the, the that little plugin these are the shape keys for R, O, and Ch. Okay, those three different like R, O, Ch, very three different. It will generate the rest for you. Okay. And I'm like, great, this will be easy. I've got this plugin. I've found the cheat code. This is going to be fine. And then I realized that I absolutely ruined the topology of the head when I was trying to put on the mullet. So I have two options now, which is either I somehow try and make these shape keys using the topology that I've got now, which is way too advanced probably to move things around. It's just, it's, I've tried it. It's going to be hard. And keep the hair. Or spend the rest of today... <laughs> going back to an old save file that I had. Thank God I've been saving them at different at different times. I'm so glad I've been doing that. I hadn't for ages. And then I was like, I think I should start. I'm making some big moves here. I should probably start saving. Thank God. Very smart. Very smart. And then uh, I can essentially go back to an older save file, fix up certain things, get those shape keys sorted, then add the hair and then add a bunch of other stuff that I did after I added the hair. So that'll be just a day of fixing. And then hopefully, before I lay my weary head on the pillow, I can just say, it's it just put see it in Unity, okay? That's all I want to do. And the main thing that I want to know is, can Unity and can the VTubing software that I'll use later handle the mullet, okay? Because most of you can't handle the mullet. My parents, my grandparents can't handle the mullet. 
Can Unity handle the mullet? I don't know. So I'm a bit nervous about that. That's going to be scary. So fingers crossed. I would just love to see, you know, get him moving. I would love that. That'd be great. So, but otherwise, I mean, it's been coming together really well. I uh, did the, the I, I tried to start sculpting it in VR. And there's just video of me sculpting this beautiful head in VR. Like it was the best thing I've ever sculpted. And I stopped the recording and I took the headset off and I was like, oh, what a day. I was like, that was the first move for the video, right? That was the first thing I wanted to start doing. And then I just closed the VR app and I and it doesn't save. It, I, for some reason, thought it would autosave. It's never autosaved. It's the first time I've just turned it off. I just turned it off and I've walked away. Played Street Fighter for half an hour. Came back. I was like, oh, I should probably export that. Doesn't exist. That was tough. That was really tough. That was almost another week setback for this fucking video. This video is going to take the life out of me and I don't even think it'll do well. Okay, here's something. I want to get on top of this before we before we publish the video. The title, I'm thinking either I clone myself in Blender so I'll be less lonely, something along those lines, like lonely kind of vibes, or I cloned myself in Blender and then in brackets, we kissed. I'm leaning towards the latter. I originally thought it would be too much, but I think it'll be, I, I would click that. I would click that for sure. So I think that'd be, I think that'd be good. But let me know if you, if you're leaning towards one. And then if you see it in the comments, like that comment. And also exciting news, exciting news. Godime is officially on Spotify. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you would much prefer to watch it on Spotify and I say, watch. I say watch. I don't say listen. I say watch because it's a video podcast on Spotify. Anyone can upload these now. I thought it was literally just like when they when they had that Joe Rogan deal. I thought they were like, oh, only Joe Rogan can upload videos or something. So we keep his audience or whatever. Turns out, turns out anyone can. So I uploaded the videos even in the four by three, right? In this, this square ratio, which is wild too. I didn't even consider that. And then it uploaded perfectly fine. And I was like, great. And even in the mini player on your phone, it's in the it's in the four by three. It's, it's awesome. So you can now watch Godime on Spotify, which is great. Feel free to leave it a five-star review if you want. There's like 18 five-star reviews already or something. Very nice. Thank you, everyone. I myself am, am one of them, but you know, I thought it was worth mentioning that. You gotta, if, you're, if, you can't, if you're not a fan of yourself, then who's expected to be? You know what I'm saying? So that's up. It's up. It's up. You have to watch 30 seconds of the podcast before you can rate it. Soon to come to Apple Podcasts and and every other podcasting platform. But God, there are so many and it is really quite an effort to upload 40 minutes worth of video uh, and or audio. Audio will probably be easier. I think only Spotify will get the video, but the others should be able to get audio. I think Apple should be next. Maybe tonight I'll do that. I say that as though I am good at doing things that I promise. But yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the state of design YouTube because there was kind of a trend going around. You know, you know, this is this is something I think about a lot. Obviously, it is my job, and I'm thinking personally about moving to full time YouTube. I want to express that as well. I think I've never seen more potential in anything that I've done than YouTube, and I think I'm moving towards full time YouTube. More of that to come in the weeks to weeks, weeks to come. We'll see. We'll keep you updated. And I've noticed there's this trend. Okay, there are videos, uh, graphic design YouTube videos that just don't do well, and then there are ones that do well. And the ones that do well usually will have a thumbnail that looks something like a white background, a white background, a logo of some sort on the left that we all know and love, 
something we all know and love, Netflix, Starbucks, Pringles, classics, an arrow, and then a pixelated redesign, okay? And I, they, they keep happening. They keep happening. At first, it was a Brandon Shepard thing. Turns out Brandon Shepard took that from another creator. Now, Will Patterson's doing it. I think it's only those three. But to me, it feels like it's everywhere. And I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I'm furious about this. And I just, I'm, it's this this thing of like, let's take a logo, popular logo, redesign it in a different way. They make it more complicated, more realistic. I've seen one which was make it more offensive. One of the worst videos I think I've ever seen. I watched the full thing and I was like, this is ridiculous. How, how, what, what goes through your head when you're like, oh, making logos, but more offensive. Awesome video idea, mate. Awesome. Of course, as well. It's an Aussie guy with a mullet. Fucking hell. I thought I was the only Aussie with a mullet doing graphic design stuff. And I was, I was absolutely, absolutely betrayed. Uh, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know where this is all going. Where is this all leading to? Is this the, what we want? And it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, you got to reflect. You got to go within yourself. You go, look, Elliot, 99% of people who are on graphic design YouTube don't care, right? They're probably watching other stuff. And if they see a graphic design related video, I don't, I don't, I don't think people are going out of their way to find graphic design related stuff. You know, they're mainly looking for just general videos to watch on YouTube, longer videos if they're working and stuff to co-work to and stuff like that. They're not going out of their way for graphic design content. Yeah. Tutorials. Sure. Absolutely. Advice. Sure. If you have a question, then of course, YouTube will be able to answer that with many, many of their creators, you know, making videos about that kind of stuff. I've done them myself. But where's the entertainment going? Okay. Because that's what's important to me. I want to make videos that are, that are not necessarily graphic design core. They're not, it's not at the core. The core is the entertainment, right? And these videos are very entertainment coded. That's the vibe. You know, that's the, that's the whole thing. It's these tightly edited, shorter things with a lot of different, like three different logos being redesigned. A lot of fancy animations and the editing and all that stuff. It's like, okay, this is going for that short attention span thing that everyone's trying to nail down. And I really just don't know where it's going to go. And it makes me sad in a way because there was a simpler time. There was a simpler time where you could just do a redesign and spend... 40 minutes redesigning one or two things and people would be like oh this is fantastic finally someone catering to my needs and now everyone's like give me 10 minutes you know and that's that's devastating to me but i'm going to try and not fall into that trap trust me i've thought about for the 100 posters thing, 100 posters in 100 minutes, I was thinking about doing poster one, full HD, help, and then poster 70. And it's like, I don't know, me on the ground or something, but pix but pixelated, has to be pixelated. Because I can't give it away, even though if you can clearly make it out, you know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to give that away. But yeah, it's just been, it's just been interesting kind of watching it all go down. I really don't know what, what purpose graphic designers have on YouTube yet? It's still such a weird area. And you just, there are some people who upload so much with no real results. And I'm like, you know, like, God, like I was uploading weekly and it wasn't working out. And I was like, just slow down for a bit. And then that started working. And I'm like, why don't the Will Pattersons of the world do the same? You know, like put all your effort into one big video that covers a bunch of stuff. Make a course. These guys are very good teachers. Make a course, something. 
but it's like no and in, instead it's like weekly weekly three times a week videos it's like god calm down you know leave some room for the rest of us can you imagine that can you imagine uploading three youtube videos a week that's that sounds that sounds terrible wow uh, in other news adobe max has released their lineup for the uh for the for the year and um i'm very proud to announce that i will not be speaking <laughs> i will not be speaking at adobe max this year and that's because i rejected their email just kidding never received one which was expected i'd like to think that i rejected them in many other ways uh it's an interesting lineup that's for sure you've got the classics uh None who I can really think of. You look at the thing and you go like, ah, oh, there they are. There's the, there are the designers who speak. You know what I mean? There are some, there are some de designers that people admire out there in the world, but you don't hear much from them. And then there are the designers who speak. The Aaron Draplins. You know what I mean? They're at every conference, every single conference. You go, oh, okay, you are the designers who speak. This is the job, you know? You've done the work. You've made the logos. You've made the videos you've made everything and now the future is talking speaking sharing that knowledge in a in a in a spoken way and i'd love to do that myself i would love to do a design conference i was thinking that'd be a lot of fun um but the main thing about this adobe max thing is that i i couldn't believe it because i was like surely surely there's an extra spot for elliot Right? I would love to do a stand-up slash conference talk about, I don't know, uh, why I find lo logo design is boring or something like that. I was, I lost a spot. I, I lost my spot. I'm sure I was next in the line. I lost my spot to a Boston Dynamics robot. I checked the lineup. Did not, thankfully it was not a featured speaker. Was in, you had to go to all speakers to find the dog. And you scroll down and there's a, uh, I think I think it was a robot dog. And the robot dog will be speaking at, at Adobe Max or it's just a regular robot. Uh, and I, I as, insignificant, as, as insignificant as that may seem, I think that says a lot about where, where Adobe sees its future, right? We've already seen the generative fill. We've already seen Adobe Firefly. We've already seen Adobe color thing that they released that I don't think anyone actually uses and then they released this okay a robot dog is speaking at Adobe Max and you kind of look at the the lineup and stuff and it's just like what is what is their goal what is their what is what is their goal and it's a lot of I get the sense it's I get the sense they're shifting towards the you know it was already obvious but I think uh I think this is not the end of all the AI stuff and all that in the future. I think I think they're going to become more of a general technology kind of based thing, which will be interesting to see. Uh, I, I just got an email the other day saying that my price will be going back to its normal price of 80 Australian dollars a month. I'm currently on the, uh, I think I'm paying like $28 on the student deal or something. Contact customer support if you want to get that same deal. So I look forward to having to uh, email them again and, and get that discount because that's always a fun ritual over the years. Uh, and then maybe in that customer service conversation that I have with the live chat, I might just drop in a resume or two. 
I might just drop in a draft of a talk that I can offer them. You know, I might just offer something. I might just offer something in there. Slip that in. See if that works out, eh? Because if I can get $60 a month off my plan, then surely I can reserve a spot for me. I don't even know if I want to speak at Adobe Max. I don't think I've kind of, I guess I can say this on Godime. There's no way that, like, I wouldn't want to post this on my Instagram story because I feel like people would like, like potential sponsors and stuff would be like, stop. But I've only ever had terrible experiences working with Adobe. My first time was in like 2020. It was like this weird like thing that they were doing where they would get creators to make a series of three posts for their Instagram page. I think it was Adobe Create or something like that. And you had to kind of choose a, it was their Monday Mantra series right? And you had to choose a mantra and you had to make three posts. One was just the mantra in post form and you design it in a way. The second was like a mock-up of that. And the third was another mock-up. I think it was to show off their mock-ups or something. Did I ever get Adobe mock-ups? No, I had to search up free mock-ups. I don't know what I actually looking back don't know why. I don't even think Adobe stock was really a thing back then. At least there weren't any mock-ups on it. Oh, weird. Weird move. One of those real questionable things. I get a few. There was Lipton Ice Tea reached out to me once. Couldn't believe it. I love Lipton Ice Tea. And I was like, oh my God, please. I They, they said no in the end because I wasn't aligned to their vision or something. I was like, okay, sure. I saw the finished thing and I was like, thank God. Because I was like, who thought of this? It was like, you get past the bot, like you... you the end of the last video, someone will pass a bottle like outside of the screen and then you kind of catch it. And there's this song that was playing and the song was fun the first time I listened to it, but you just hear it. It was an an ad thing. So you kept singing on TikTok and you just hear this song over and over again. And I was like, stop, it was too much. And then the creator would like be like, oh, when you when you uh, wave at someone and they don't wave back, uh oh. When you uh, 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 I don't know, holding a bag and it breaks, uh oh. And then it's like when a mate passes the sunshine, and then they'd get given the the Lipton iced tea, and the song was playing, going like, "Pass the sunshine," and they'd be like dancing with this bottle. And I was like, how on earth, why was I contacted for this? <laughs> what, what would I, like, I was like, you really, you guys really thought this would have, I'm like, God, that would have been, that was one of those projects where it's like, it shouldn't have taken that, like, you find out the deliverables. This is the weird thing with like content creation stuff. A lot of the jobs don't ask for too much, really, right? They ask for like a real, really a real, they ask for a post, they ask for a story share or whatever, but then... Sometimes the content is so, like the brief, you look at it and you just go, this is going to take like a week to just believe that what I've made is good. Like it is so hard. You you spend like most of the week just thinking about like, oh, how on earth am I going to make this work? How am I going to not make this really cringe? You know, because marketing and like ads and all that stuff, God, I, I God bless the the marketing managers, the advertising people of this world. But I just, uh, some of the ideas, you know, that must, you must, when your whole life is coming up with ideas and finding out what will sell, right? How to get more clicks, how to get more this, how to get more that. 
you know, you must get a little bit out of touch somewhere along the line, right? I think the only way that like that you would you would be able to stay truly in touch with what's trending is just being a consumer. Yeah. Like I was I was reading something today about like the grimace shake, which is this McDonald's grimace shake that they've released. It's this purple shake. And there's a TikTok trend of people drinking the Grimace shake. And then they're like, happy birthday, Grimace. They're always American. And then they die, essentially. They go from drinking the Grimace shake to them dead on the floor and the Grimace shake on the floor as well. And I think the suggestion is that you take a sip and then Grimace kills you. <laughs> like Grimace, Grimace will show up and destroy you, right? And that wasn't McDonald's original plan, right? But it's working in their favor. That's the kind of marketing that's that's working really well. You wouldn't, you, you know, it, how do you plan that as a company? You know, they didn't, there's no way McDonald's planned for that. But as a marketing person, you must be thinking, how can we do that with our companies? You know, how can we plan that out? And it must be tough. I also saw this little ad, which is, I think, a good example of it. It was a Scrub Daddy ad. I saw this today on Reels. Classic. And it was just the Scrub Daddy, and someone was cleaning a spoon in the mouth of the Scrub Daddy. And the song was suggesting, okay, suggesting. Remember, this is going on Spotify. It's a family-friendly platform. <laughs> it was suggesting something different in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? And 100,000 likes on an ad. 100,000 likes, okay? And the top comment was like, I can just tell that a Gen Z, crea a Gen Z creative has landed a job at Scrub Daddy, right? Because of this. It's that whole thing as well with TikTok where it's like, there was that song. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it was like the dun, 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 that song. And then there was this CapCut template of just like things like just images spinning around. And it was like the, the, uh, the easiest way. God, anyone out there who works in advertising, I feel like the easiest way. I mean, still, there must be many, many more TikToks that fail than succeed for this. But I, every time, oh, I hope my creative director doesn't see this experimental TikTok that I'm posting or like, how do I explain to my boss that this is the only way to connect with the youth of today. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like a Telstra phone box, you know, 50,000 likes, whatever it may be. It's like, that's, that's how you get into it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just, I wouldn't mind actually getting into that for a little bit of my life. I think, I think I was actually destined to, to do that. That was, a, that was a dream at one point of mind, at, at one point of mind, I, I kind of forgot about it a long time ago, thankfully, but I think in like year nine, when, you know, people start, I think, truly asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would be like, uh, probably a, uh, marketing man. And then in year 10, we had like a careers fair and I like had a chat with like one of the, I guess, career advisor people. And we did a quiz. God, sitting there with an advisor and I'm filling out this quiz and it said real estate agent. Uh, and that entire year I was convinced. I was like, this is the job for me. 
And then I realized it wasn't the job for me. As soon as someone kind of like suggested the idea that uh, how, like, <laughs> I think I realized like, you know, I had no idea how that had no idea how housing market worked. I didn't know how that, that, what that all involved. Turns out you have to, turns out you buy them. Turns out you can, you have to pay to live and all that shit. It's wow. <laughs> um, but you like you learn that real estate agents are just selling a product, really, right? And when they're showing you around the place and all that, they're showing around you the place, and they they don't have to tell you the truth. They don't have to tell you shit. And I was like, oh, that's probably pretty bad. And then the love for real estate came back when I started watching Selling Sunset, and I was like, wow, that'd be cool. And then it went away again after about season three, uh, where the show got boring. I would say. I was really into selling something for a while. That was a good show. Um, and now look at me, eh? <laughs> look at me now. Sitting on a couch on Spotify and YouTube. Talking about uh, my life in the in in a, a graphic design, through the lens of graphic design, kind of. Oh, also very briefly, this will be the last thing I think today. I've got a timer up so I can actually tell how long I've been going. We're learning every week. Um... <laughs> I wanted to quickly touch on a few moves that the Washington Wizards have made, my favorite NBA team. And I wanted to explain it in a way that you would understand. So I'm going to explain it in terms of graphic design, okay? So the objective truth is that the Washington Wizards have traded away, I think, three-time All-Star Bradley Beal, okay? The star player of the team to the Phoenix Suns to join Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, okay? In exchange for Chris Paul, a bunch of second-round draft picks, and a few pick swaps, okay? And Landry Shamit, great player. I'm actually really excited about that. In graphic design terms, as, oh, and also he was on a no-trade clause, okay? And a lot of people think the Wizards lost this trade, okay? Let me explain this in graphic design terms. <laughs> so, imagine if you're a really talented designer at a studio, okay? Strong start. Everyone's clear on this because you all are extremely talented. It's very easy to believe, easy to imagine because that's this is the this is the life that you genuinely live. You work in a studio, very talented designer. Another studio tries to poach you, okay, and they say, "Hey, we want you," okay, and your boss, your boss, gets to decide if you will go or not, okay? It's not your choice. This is the thing with trades in the NBA. It's not your choice, okay? However, when you started working there, you signed a no-poach clause, okay? In your contract, which means that you can veto that thing. If your boss goes, you're going to this other studio, Studio B, and you're at Studio A, you can say, no, I'm staying at Studio A. I don't like the sound of this Studio B move, okay? So you would wait, right? The boss would kind of go, okay, do you want to move? And if you said yes, which is what happened here, you start looking around, you start shopping around, okay? And then Studio C, Studio D, Studio E, they all start coming up to your boss and they're going, we want you, okay? And you get to choose, all right? And they're all offering different things. Even though Studio B, C, and D have the the best returns for your studio, your current studio, Studio A, right? And your boss is like, please, 
please go to Studio BC or D because we will get a talented designer in return. You get to go, no, we're going to go to Studio E and take the scraps, okay? So the facts, and they, they just have to say yes to that. They have to say yes, right? So the fact that the Wizards did that was an essential move, okay? It was an essential move, so I'm okay with it as a fan. I'm okay with it as a fan. And then they also ended up flipping Chris Paul for Jordan Paul, which I'm very excited about, and a bunch of other stuff. They're looking good, okay? They basically imagine if you're the boss of Studio A, you lose your star designer, right? And in return, you get like a a veteran designer who's not really at the peak of their game anymore. Someone who may or may not be a really good designer, but you can't really tell yet. And a bunch of like, I don't know, spots in your studio to like draft or hire new designers. You're like, oh, really missing that star designer. And then you manage to trade that veteran designer to another studio for their star designer. Okay. Did that, that should all make sense. I'm very excited about the Washington Wizards. I'm very, very keen to see where they go. And I will, of course, uh, document my love for the team on Godime. But I think that'll do it for today's episode of Godime. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to check it out on Spotify if you haven't. Feel free to give it a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Godime, mate. Go on. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully by next time as well, we'll have a theme song or something like that. I'm thinking like... Uh, like Graphic design is my Elliot. I just made that one up. That's not, I haven't thought too much about it. I'm going to talk to a friend who's good at that kind of stuff. I don't think it's, I don't think it's for me. Thanks for watching, Godime. A lot of love to you all. Happy Tuesday. And I'll see you next week for some more Godime action. Have a good one. Bye.